Welcome back to Triple Alpha Sports Talk. I'm Josh. This is Bryce, and that's Roy. We're going to kick it off with some NFL football this week. Thursday night football from this past week. We had New England go to Pittsburgh, and this was a barn burner here early. New England 21, Pittsburgh 18. Bryce, I know yeah. you were eager to watch this. Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, this was a horrible game to watch, in my opinion. But you know what? Two years in a row, Bears legends have secured the Bears the number one overall pick. Last year, Lovey Smith did it with the Texans. This year, Mitchell Dubisky's doing it by throwing the game with the Steelers, giving Patriots a win. I love to see it. The MVP, Mitchell Trubisky. The MVP, man. Lucky. Right, how about you? What you get? What you get from this game, if anything? I was uh, Trubisky's a terrible quarterback. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how you become an uh, even a backup. I mean, that was, he was terrible. Um, yep. <laughs> And let New England score that many points. I, I was surprised with Pittsburgh's uh, defense. I just it shocked me. Um, yeah, uh, the, New England's New England's not that good, and Pittsburgh just I thought they were a playoff team, but I, mm-hmm. they now. just flat out sucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I agree. There's yeah. no way that Bailey Zappi should be out here throwing three touchdowns. He's just not no. that guy. Um, to me, it was no offense really outside of you know a couple fluke touchdowns, but. Yeah, the Steelers start to me, are starting to fall to me. I feel like they kept squeaking by with the no offense, all defense strategy. And, you know, eventually you're going to run out of time. And I just think, you know, they're starting to mellow out here and really plummet in the standings. But uh, I think it's well, over for There was rumors today that the Steelers are going to try to get Justin Fields. Might be on Good the luck. market. Well, sh- we shall see. Good luck. All right, then we're going to roll into Roy's game of the week. Roy chose the Bills and the Chiefs, and the Bills squeak by 20-17. Little controversy, maybe we'll see. Roy, game of the week. What you got? Controversy. I mean, dude was offsides. I mean, that would just how do you not? I mean, how do you play that long in the year in, in your career and you don't know how to check and where you're at on the football field? That's just dumb. Um, yeah. Chiefs look tired. I mean, Chiefs don't look like they're a team that's going to be doing anything. You know, beginning of the season, their defense looked really good. They look. They don't look as good as they did. Um, they can't run the ball. That's see what's what that was the difference. I mean, the Bills could run the ball with Cooks yeah. and got got him going, but um, what that the, the Chiefs just could not run the ball. And when you got Patrick Mahomes back there throwing forty three times, that's just not. I mean, that's not, they're not going to win, and that's not how they that's win. Yeah, they got they got to, they got to uh, be able to run the ball and move, keep that defense off the field. The defense just does, I mean doesn't look like they're flying around like they were earlier. So mm-hmm. I. Man, I don't know. I, th- I think the Chiefs might be might not be uh, super bound Super Bowl bound this year. I think they might be. I think they might be an early exit if they don't start tr- figuring things out quickly. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Roy. Uh, you know, they they spent big money on their big players, Travis Kelsey, Jones, Patrick Mahomes, and they went cheap. And they worked for them on the defense side. On the offensive side, their cheap players have not worked out. Yeah. So they don't have an offense right now, and they just don't look good. I mean. You held the Bills to 20 points, and you have Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, and you can't win the game. Yeah. That's just – it's yeah. not good. Yeah, it, to me it was a self-inflicted wounds. You know, they had a third-down penalty where they could have got off the field late. Third-down penalty, keep the drive going. First drive, they throw a pick, and then late first quarter, they drop a pick. I, I mean, I've watched the Chiefs playing. You always expect them, you know, they're going to turn it on. You know, it's the Chiefs. But to me, they're just – they're hurting themselves so much in these games. You know, the penalty late, you know, it's offsides. I mean, you, you learn that when you play peewee football, check in with the ref. Yeah. yeah. And the controversy to me, you know, if if he really did check in, because I've never seen a thing where it shows that he did check in. So to me, yeah, it makes no sense. He's offsides. He never checked in. That's his fault. Now, if he did check in and the ref didn't say anything, that's a different story. But I've still yet to see it. So I'm going with yeah, check in and foster wide receiver. You have to see the ball and go. Yeah. Understand. Oh, I'm offsides. Yeah. You know, you know, so, I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he wasn't even close. I mean, his, that's yeah. His, yeah. That's the, that's the thing. His helmet was there. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. It wasn't even like it was, you know, an inch or, you know, it was, he was a yard offside. So yeah. yeah, I have, I have no sympathy for him. It was a good play, but yeah, I, I'm not as worried about the chiefs long-term. I still think, you know, they're going to get in, you know, do, will they lose home field advantage here? That's possible. But to me, you know, it's the chiefs and they have the super bowl winning formula. Now, if they keep doing these self-inflicted wounds, I could see them faltering, but I'm not as worried right now. But we're going to roll into my game of the week, and I chose the Rams. They went to Baltimore and played the Ravens. Ravens squeaked by 37-31. And for me, it was the quarterback play. You know, Matthew Stafford played lights out, um, 
and so did Lamar Jackson on the other end. They played very well both. Um, the Ravens' speed to me is what won them the game. You know, they had OBJ run a great route and break free, and no one could catch him. And then the game-winning punt, punt return touchdown in overtime, yeah. he just outran the people once he got through. So it's the speed for me. But uh, one more thing I will say is, to me, the Rams – team is not built as very well as they have been you know the rebuild that they've gone through a little bit but the fact that they're six and seven and they're playing with every game that they're in they're every every game they're in right now and that just should tell you how good of a coach Sean McVay is so yeah the Rams look a lot better than they did at the beginning of the season yeah. like I would not I was not expecting this to be a close game at all the way the Ravens are rolling and then it came down to the end and it looked like the Rams are going to win the game yeah. I think you even called it while we were watching it you said I don't think Ravens are going to score here. And then they did. And then got the punt return and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that stuff happens. But this was Rams' game to win, and they mm -hmm. lost it. Uh, yeah. Matthew Stafford looks great. Yeah. Puka Nakua looks great. Cooper Cup's making Cooper Cup plays. Yeah. Uh, he had that great catch late in the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I mean, Sean Mabey, you said yeah. it. He's a great coach. So they're going to be there. I agree. I think uh, the Rams really are playing a lot better than I thought they would. I mean, they mm -hmm. looked dead in the water early in the year. I didn't think they were that good. Um, but Stafford, Matthew Stafford's come around and played really well. I agree. Sean McVay is a very good coach. Um, but good teams like the Ravens, I mean, they I mean, they spotted them. They got down early and came back and battled back and won. I mean, they, good teams find ways to win. I think the, I mm -hmm. think the uh, Ravens are the team to beat right now in the AFC. They just find a way. They're finding ways to win. And they're, they got a good defense when it shows up. And Lamar mm -hmm. Jackson is starting to play really, really well. So yeah. that's dangerous. He can throw and run with their yeah. with, uh, the weapons they have. I mean, it hurts that Mar uh, Mark Andrews is out, but I still think they got they got a shot to go go pretty yeah. far. Yeah, watching the tape in this game, you could really – Lamar Jackson, or at least early in his career, you know, his first instinct was to run. You know, he always had a good arm, but, you know, he looked to run first, and he was not comfortable. You, you watch him. He does not look to run. He'll yeah. run if he needs to. But he's he's back there looking to throw the ball, going through his reads, and that's just the progression of a good quarterback. And yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you that with his speed, I mean that's that's electric. Um, we'll roll into Bryce's game of the week, a little bandwagon. I'm going to call it. Just kidding. He chose Lions, Bears, Lions, Bears twenty eight, Lions thirteen. Got kind of ugly. Bryce, kick it off. Kind of. The Bears are in the hunt. We're the last team in the hunt, but we're in the hunt with a four percent chance. And our offense is looking 10 times better. Our defense is looking 10 times better. We're a pick and a new OC away from the playoffs next year. I'm calling it right now. The Lions, however, I think in the past four or five weeks, they've really shown that they cannot play from behind. Yeah. They, if you Teams have to come into playing the Lions to stop the run game and make Jared Goofball mess up. That's got to be their game plan. Because whenever teams are stopping the run and forcing him to make throws, he's turning the ball over a lot. And it's you're not going to win games like that. I mean, they might not even win the North at this point. Uh, it's just they don't look good. I don't think that they're going to win a playoff game anymore like I did at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think they're falling apart, and it's it's going to go downhill fast for them if they don't turn it around. Roy? Uh, I agree. I think J Jared Goff is not playing well. Um like you said, turned the ball over twice. I don't think he's he's playing well at all, and that's killing the that's killing Detroit. And they aren't a team that can play from behind. Their defense isn't made that way. Their defense is made to get you know get the lead and hold them. Kind of like the old. I feel like they're the like the old Indianapolis Colts. Get that lead and then just rush the passer as much as possible. And I just and yeah, they're struggling yeah. with I think with uh, anything when they have to go when they're playing from behind. The Bears. Come on, man. They're not going to make the playoffs. So just you might as well hold your. Hold we'll win the North next year. Whatever. whatever. They're going to, they're going to, because they'll screw up somehow. They'll keep the coach, the guy who you wanted to get rid of about four weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. And then he'll I mean, suck it up next year. Like he did improvement, you have to recognize it. Our team has improved. He's, in, he's improved tremendously over the past six weeks. I don't think they've improved that much. I think they've got, they've gotten played, they've played a little bit better, but not enough to make the playoffs or do anything in the playoffs. You're just gonna get that yeah. one number one draft pick. You're gonna trade everybody, um, trade it down, try to get some players to go around Justin Fields, and then he'll be a true a true uh, Ohio State quarterback that can't play. So, Bears I mean, you're just a bandwagon. Yeah, a I, bandwagon. I mean, we're we're all we're Ohio all, State quarterback. We're all in the similar boat. Uh, the turnovers kill the Lions again. Bryce said 
that he chose the Lions to win this game because he did not think goofball would throw or turn the ball over three times. Well, he did. Um, I think he did four. Yeah, uh, turnovers just kill the Lions. It's any team in the NFL. You turn the ball over, you're not. It's going to be harder for you to win games. Um, and yeah, as you guys both said, this team you can just see it. They need the lead. They need to be able to run the ball consistently and keep it close because if it, that gap starts to where they have to start throwing the ball to catch up, catch up, they just don't have the weapons outside yet. Outside of Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, and, but a takeaway that I took from the Bears side, and yes, they won, and yes, they look good against a good team like the Lions, but, man, they run screens at an unbelievable clip. And as a non-Bears fan, it's hard to watch sometimes. I mean, every- throw the ball downfield, run the ball. They run screens every other play, and as an – I mean, it drives me crazy watching it. I mean, he's I mean, a Bears I've been saying fan. that all year. He, he's a Bears fan, and he gets mad, but I'm not even a Bears fan. It pisses me off sometimes watching it because it's all they run. So – uh, the Lions, the, the one thing Lions need to do, they got Jamison Williams. And that dude is fast and good. Yes, and they don't yeah. get him the ball at all. I, I know. don't get it. I just don't understand. You have a weapon there that, that is dynamic as he is, and you don't even give him the ball. Come on, man. Yeah. That's just I think they really should try to get him and Jameer Gibbs more chances on the outside perimeters because you get the ball in those two hands with space. I mean, they're going to be hard to bring down, but yeah. Well, that's going to take us into Sunday Night Football where we had a lovely game. The Eagles go into Arlington, and they get stomped 13-33. to Eagles don't score a touchdown outside of a defensive scoop and score. I'm going to go first on this one. For me, it's the Cowboys' defense. You know, they looked they looked bad. I was in the game against Seattle, and they looked bad. You know, Deron Bland got targeted by DK Metcalf all game. You come in, and I said, A.J. Brown's going to do the same thing. Gilmore traveled with him from the start, and Gilmore locked his ass down. Okay, you're going to give up those catches. I know he had, you know, eight catches, 90 yards or something like that. But when it mattered, he locked them down, made them fumble. And just overall, keeping that Eagles offense to zero points or six points, two field goals, zero touchdowns. That's a statement win for the Cowboys. They play better at home as, you know, they've been undefeated at home. But Cowboys haven't beat a team with a winning record. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. The Eagles just look like they're falling apart right now. I mean, that lo- blowout loss to the 49ers, blowout loss to the Cowboys. I mean, that's their two people to, that they're going against to get to the Super Bowl. Like, those are the top three teams in the NFC, and you're getting blown out by them. Yeah. I mean, you just look look bad. But Cowboys are playing great. 49ers are playing great. Those are going to be the teams to beat going into the NF- uh, NFC side of the championship. Cowboys can't beat the 49ers in the playoffs, though. So. Very true. Roy, what are no, your takeaways from Sunday uh, night? I I mean, I just can't believe how bad Philly has gotten and they can't run the ball. I mean, they mm. used to be able to run that ball and run yeah. the ball and throw it out to the outside, throw it deep, and they cannot run the ball. I mean, I don't think they're giving themselves enough chances to run the ball. They're trying to run Jalen Hurts a lot. And that's just yeah, uh, I don't I feel like that's you're not that's not doing anything for them. Now Dallas came to play. Dallas defense looked really good. They yeah. um and I thought uh, Dak played really well. I mean, I really, I think he's made himself into the M- uh, MVP um, mm-hmm. talk and probably the leader of it right now. He's got weapons and he's using them. And I, I think the yeah. Dallas has got things figured out. I think Philly looks tired and they just got to figure out how they're going to uh, change the change some things. They got to start by running the ball because that they're just double teaming, you know, AJ Brown and Smith, and they just the. Dallas was way more physical, and that's what got him. Yeah. That's what got Philly. And, and, and that's that, been a staple of that training. Eagles team for the last you know 10 years was D-line, O-line, dominating football games. And, yeah, you're all right. The last two weeks, they've been dominated, and, yeah, the scores reflected it. Yep. Um, we, had, we had two games on Monday night. We're not going to talk about them because um, there was two different ones. We're going to move anyway. on. And we usually do all the primetime games, but now that – there's going to be a lot of games on Saturdays and Thursdays. The primetime games might be going away unless there's a game we want to talk about. So we'll be doing around four or five football games each week. But to lock in Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, we'll be here all night going through them. Um, Just tell us what games you want us to. Yeah. Put us in the game. before After the games happen, before we record, put in the comments what games you want us to talk about. We'll be happy to talk about them. So we choose the games each week for the next week. And I'll tell you what. Me and Roy had an abysmal week of picking games. It was upset century. Um, I went five and ten this week. Roy went six and nine, and Bryce went nine and six because he just Woo! 
So good for him. Hey, good for him. I should have picked the Bears. I can't believe I didn't. So the weekly total or the yearly yeah, total since we fan. started doing this is Bryce is in first with 36 and 22. He's got a five-game lead over Roy at 31 and 27, and I'm one behind Roy at 30 and 28. So Easy money. We're going to do this all the way through the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. So, And we will have a reward for the winner. So keep that in mind. We'll keep that secret for now. Um, but we'll roll into the picks for next week. Um, Roy, I'll start with you. Chargers go to Vegas for Thursday night football. I am going to pick the uh, Vegas because uh, Herbert's out. I don't know what they're going to do, yep. and I think uh, they'll, they'll they'll struggle. So I'm going to go with Vegas. All right. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a bad game to watch, I think. But I think the backup for the Chargers, whoever it is, is going to be better than the Raiders are. So I'm taking the Chargers. All right. I am also going to go with the Raiders because of – just the backup had playing more. And I also don't think Keen Allen is going to be playing Thursday night either. Oh, wow. Saw that he was missed his second straight day of practice today. So I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. We'll go into Saturday where we're going to have three games this Saturday. Um, first one is going to be Vikings go to the Bengals. And Josh Dobbs' time is done in Minnesota. He's benched. been benched. So give me the Bengals. Yeah, give me the Bengals as well. I mean, yeah, backup's playing great. A lot of backups in yeah. the NFL these days. Give me I don't the know if you guys have seen the comparison to whenever Eric Bledsoe went down, but it's almost identical. Yeah. Uh, next game on Saturday, Steeler goes to Indy, and the Steelers are playing like crap, and Minshew Mania is still there. So give me the Colts. Give me Minshew Mania. <laughs> yeah, he didn't play very good last week, but I'll take, no. I'll take Colts this week. I agree. And then Saturday night we got a good game. Denver goes to Detroit to play the Lions. Roy, what do you got? I am going to go with – dang it. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit. I'm I don't. I, I'm not, not confident, but I'm going to go with Detroit. I'm going to go Denver. I think they're turning it around right now. and They're playing better, and the Lions are on a downslope. Give me Denver. Denver doesn't blow teams out, in my opinion, but they are, they're playing much better than the Lions. But the Lions, I know Dan Campbell. He's going to be biting people's kneecaps off during practice this week. Give me the Lions. That takes us into Sunday where the Giants go into the New Orleans play the Saints. I am going to rock with the Saints as much as it pains me not to pick my boy Danny, but give me the Saints. You know what? Two weeks in a row, give me Danny DeVito. You saw the linemen screaming at Derek Carr. There's trouble in the Saints. It's Tommy DeVito. We know that, guys. We just like saying Danny. Yeah, it's Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Uh, he's from uh-huh. Mount, going to University of Illinois. It's Danny. Uh, give me the give me the Saints. I don't think Giant. I don't. Giants can't be winning like this all the time. So give me yeah. the Saints. Bears go to Cleveland. Bryce, big boy Bears. What do you got? Give me the Bears. We're rolling. Make it three straight. Still in the hunt. I am going to take the former Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. Give me the Browns. The Browns defense is going to sack Justin Fields seven times. <laughs> Call that right now. So there we go. I'm going Browns. All right. I mean, we all agree on the game. You guys just keep picking the opposite games to me at this point. Falcons go to Carolina to play the Panthers, Roy. Oh, man. Falcons and who? The Panthers. I gotta go Falcons. Game of the week. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Falcons as well. Yeah, I do too. Falcons coming off a loss of the Bucks. They're tied six and seven, I believe, with the division lead. Give me the Falcons. Buccaneers go to Lambo to play the Packers. Roy, what do you got on this one? Oh man. Uh, I'm gonna go Green Bay. I just don't think they can I don't think they'll lose two weeks in a row like they did. So I'm gonna go Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay and Tampa are both pushing for playoff spots right now, so you know that they're going to be playing hard. But uh, give me Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, I've started to realize with Jordan Love, he plays much better in Lambeau than he does outside of Lambeau. So this game's in Lambeau. Give me the Packers. But I think it's close. Um, Jets go to Miami. And a little bit of injuries in this in these two teams. So, Bryce, what do you got here? I don't think the injuries matter. I think Miami is still the most elite. One of the mostly offenses in the league, so give me Miami. I'm also going to roll with Miami in this one. Man, that Jets defense isn't that bad. Um, no. They've been doing pretty well. 
Uh, I'm going to go Miami too. I just don't think the Jets has enough offense to do it. All right. Chiefs go to Foxborough, play the Patriots. Give me the Chiefs. It's not even close. Yeah, I don't think it'll be close. The Patriots are pretty bad right now. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, give me the Chiefs. Little AFC South matchup. The Titan or the Texans go to the Titans to play. Roy, what do you got in this one? Man, you know, the way the Titans came back last night, I man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Titans. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Titans as well. That Will Levis and DeAndre Hopkins duo is looking great, and everybody on the Texans got hurt last game. Yeah. So yeah, this one's close. The Titans do look so much better with Will Levis back there. I don't know what what changed from him to from Tannehill. I know Tank Dell's out for the Texans. I am still going to roll with the Texans. I think they bounce back a little bit. Um, that takes us into the 3 o'clock game where the Niners go to Arizona to play the Cardinals. So ain't going to be close. Give me the Niners. I agree. Niners. Yep. Uh, Commanders go to SoFi to play the Rams. Roy? Oh, I'm going to go to the Rams. I think, they'll, I think they'll win. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Roy. Rams offense looks great. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. Yeah. I agree. I think this one could be a really high-scoring game, uh, but I just think the Rams are too well coached. Give me the Rams. Um, and we got the Cowboys go into Buffalo, play the Bills Mafia. I'm going to go first on this one. I mean, Dak's the MVP. Let's roll with the I MVP. Say, you're going with, you're Give me the go boys. With Give me the boys. Yeah, Cowboys defense has got to show up, I think, or else it's going to be a close game, but I'm still going to roll with the boys. I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to call upset here and just go with the Bills. Josh Allen, the gunslinger. I think he'll Cowboys do just it. need to contain Josh Allen. That's all they need to do. Ravens, Sunday night football, go to Jacksonville. Jacksonville coming off a disappointing loss. Ravens squeaked by. Roy, what do you got? I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville's mm. looking decent, but I, I think the Ravens will get them. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. Jacksonville seems like they're not playing great these past few weeks. I don't know what it is, but they're just not playing the way they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah. This one is very close to me. I I, I like the Ravens. I think they're really good, and I agree the Jaguars aren't playing good, but I just feel like this is going to be a tight game. But I am going to have the Ravens squeaking by, even though I want Jags to win. And then we take the Monday night football Eagles go to Seattle. It's probably a pretty good game for Monday Night Football. Bryce, what do you think is going to happen here? I mean, this is a game that Eagles have to show up for, but yeah. there's just no way that the Eagles lose two games in a row and then come and lose a third. So I have to take the Eagles in this mm -hmm. one. Roy? Oh, man. Seattle doesn't look too bad. And Philly just yeah. does not look good. Um, I'm going to roll with Seattle. Seattle. I'm going to pick wow. Seattle. That might be the biggest upset yeah. pick we've had. I think Seattle is in a must-win game. I think the Rams winning, you know, has shocked teams because the Rams have beat the Seahawks twice, so they hold a tiebreaker over them. Seattle's running out of time here to make a playoff push. I think they're in a must-win. I think they get desperate, but I don't think it's enough. I think the Eagles still win, so I'm going to take the Eagles. Go Seahawks, though. And that's all the games for next week. And then I don't think we have anything else for uh, the NFL. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll roll into college football real quick. We're just going – I'm going to let hand this over to Roy, and he's going to explain the situation. We're in the college football world right now. All right. It's bowl season. It's time for, like, what, we got 82 bowls or something? Something ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like 40 bowls. Um, they just yep. keep adding more and more. So we're going to do – we're going to pick every bowl game uh, for the year, but we only got – we got from now till next Tuesday when we have another podcast. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bowl games starting this Saturday. Bowl games. This, this, this Saturday and Monday, and uh, we'll go Tuesday next week too. So we got we'll go nine. There's nine bowl games in, within the next week that we'll pick, and then we're gonna add. We'll have we'll make up a bet. Um, yep. See who can guess the most right. I don't think you guys will win, so um, I'm willing okay. to bet anything. Um, so let's start it up. You want to start it up? Just start picking. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Um, right. the date? today's the 12th. Are, they start on the 16th, correct, Roy? They start Saturday. We got Saturday, 16th, okay. Monday, the 18th, and Tuesday, the 19th. We'll go ahead and pick the Tuesday yep. night game. 
All right, so we I have the we have the schedule up here. You so, here? Yep. The first one's the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Georgia Southern and Ohio. All right. Um, well, you, I'll let I'll let you guys pick first. I already know who I'm picking in these games. So the first game we're gonna go with is the uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl, Georgia Southern versus Ohio. It is right. a minus three and a half for Georgia Southern. Give me the Ohio Bowl. Ohio Bobcats. <laughs> I've never heard of these Bobcats. teams. I, I'm going to go the other side. I'm taking Georgia Southern. I am going to take Georgia, Georgia Southern, too. All right. The, win. the next one is uh, I got Jackson State. It would be the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Jackson State versus Louisiana. Jackson right. State is a minus three and a half. Man, the Gamecocks versus the Raging Cajuns. That might be the best two names I've ever heard in a game. Give me the Raging Cajuns from Louisiana. I'm also going with the Raging Cajuns. I am, too, going with that same one. All right. Um, the next one we got is the Miami. It would be the av Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Got Miami, Ohio versus Appalachian State. Um, Appalachian State is six and a half favorite. Yeah, I'm going to take Appalachian State Mountaineers. I'm also taking Appalachian State. They upset a team every single season. They're going to win their bowl game this year. I agree. I think it'll be Appalachian State. I think they'll take it. Um, next one I have is the. Let's see if I can find it. it would be the hat. Would be the cricket celebration bowl. Howard at Florida A&M. And I don't have a number on them yet. I don't see. I have a here. minus six for Florida A and M. I'm going to roll Florida A and M on this one. Yeah, I'm going to take Florida A and M as well. I will take Howard in this one. All right. The next one I got would be the New Mexico State versus Fresno State, which I have uh, th New Mexico State three and a half favorite. Oh, both of these teams are good college football programs. You know, historically, I am going to take New, I'm, I'm going to take New Mexico State. I'm also going to go with New Mexico State. Give me the Fresno State Bulldogs. He's a, he's a car believer. Derek Carr fan. Yeah, I hate Derek Carr actually. Fresno State. <laughs> hey, the goat went to Fresno State though too. Can't can't hate on him. Aaron Judge. All right, the next next one we got is UCLA at Boise State, and UCLA is a three and a half favorite. You know, I had a friend who played at UCLA, so give me UCLA. I'm also going to roll UCLA in this one. I am going to go with UCLA just because Boise State's got a new coach. So, <clears throat> did UCLA fire Chip Kelly? Not yet. Uh, not not yet. Okay. Not yet. I, I didn't know if they did it. I heard rumblings. I have, that they might, so. There was rumblings, but I, they haven't done anything yet. Okay. I don't know if they're going to or not. Uh, the next one is California at versus Texas Tech. Texas yep. Tech is a two and a half favorite. Give me Texas Tech. I don't even think this one's close. Cal I'm also stinks. going with Texas Tech in this one. I'm going with California. I think California's mm. a little better than you think. They gave you Washington, UCLA, and all them a, a run for their money. So I'm going to go California. All right. Uh, Monday night we got Monday. Western. Monday we got Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. I'll kick this one off first. The old man's two and a half favorite. I'm going to roll Western Kentucky in this one. Give me the Hilltoppers from Western Kentucky. I am also going with Western Kentucky. Though. Oh, all three upsets. Yep. I like it. Uh, and the last one we'll pick this week will be the for the Scooters Coffee F uh, Fresco Bowl, which would be UTSA versus Mar Marshall. UTSA is a 12.5-point favorite. I'm rolling with UTSA because I've seen them beat U of I before, so give me UTSA. I'm also going with the Roadrunners in this one. That was like last year, wasn't it, when they beat him? Like, I think it was year. last season. For, last season or the year before, one of the first games of the year. And then I am also, it was two years ago, I'm, actually, because we, we got their right. offense coordinator, and he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He was Maybe their head coach. No, their offense was really good. He came here as our OC, and he sucks. I hate that team, but I'm still picking them. Yeah. I'm going to pick UTSA too. So there's our seven right. or eight game, nine games we've done. 
Uh, we got, I mean, heck, we said we got all season, all, a whole lot of more yep. games to pick. All, we got week, it all the way through. Yeah, next week we'll have the big ones. How about loser uh, takes a cold plunge, puts it on TikTok. Mm, I'm okay. We'll, we'll think about a punishment. <laughs> we'll let like you know that, on the next like episode. I, I like that idea. I like it. I mean, if that's what we want, but yeah. I say we could think about it and get something else. The, if you guys want the two losers or just one loser? We can do the two losers. Yeah, two losers. Cold plunge. I'm up for it. That sounds good. All right. All right. Um, All right. So, yep, so, so that's going to do it for that's going to do it for college football this week. You know, we just got the bowl games. Really, all you can do. Uh, nothing. In, Nothing major, major until the New Year's Six Bowl. So we'll just be picking the bowl games for college football. We're going to roll into baseball. Last time we spoke to you guys, the winter meetings were going on. And let me tell you, the winter meetings are over and the free agency has begun. Let's start with the biggest one, guys. Roy, I'm going to knock it off to you first for it to talk. Shohei Otani signs with the Dodgers 10 years. And, yes, this is correct, $700 million. Um, to the Los Angeles Dodgers, they were not to be outbid. Roy, open floor. Tell me all you want to know. Tell us whatever you want about it. The most ridiculous contract ever. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, seven hundred million. And then to way the way it is written now to have two million yeah. for per year for the next ten, and then go sixty eight each year after yeah. that till Roy. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Skip that portion of the co- the conversation about the contract. I want to se- I want to separate that after we get done talking about Shohei. So, okay, just talk about the contract and skip that portion. So, we'll get into that in a second. All right. So you're playing a guy. You're paying a guy seven hundred million dollars to who can't pitch for another till twenty twenty five. Correct. And that's just and that's saying he comes back. You know, as as he was. I mean, second uh, second Tommy John surgery. That's, I mean. Eventually, he's going to start fading. He's 30 years old, right? I think 30, 29, 30 years old. He's just, that's just, uh, I mean, you've what you've done is made him. I mean, you've made everybody else's contracts, everybody else is doing it. He's how old? 29. He'll be 30 during 29. the season, like in the middle so, of it. So he'll be 39 at the end of this contract. I mean, that's just the Dodgers went out and went to spend a ton of money because they could. And uh, it's just, and I think it was, it was overreached by, by him. And I don't, I think it's just okay. a, too, too much for a one player. Okay. Bryce, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable how much money athletes are getting paid now. Like at this rate in 10 years, that contract's going to look small because players like him are going to be signing for a billion. Like we're not that far away from that much money. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, he's only going to make, Sixty percent of it, or something, or thirty percent of it, because he lives in L.A., mm. ran by Democrats. Yeah, we taxed to death over there. I mean, three hundred and forty million is still a lot, but seven hundred million getting cut into three hundred and forty million is unbelievable. I can't believe he. I'll I'll talk more about that once we get into a little contract situation of it, because some news has come up about that. Um, is that all you got? Mm-hmm. Other, other than that. I, I, I agree with Roy. It's an overpay. You were going to overpay for Shohei Otani to bring him in. But to me, they're going – the Dodgers organization is going to make $200 to $300 million this season on sales alone because of him. I'll talk Japanese. I'll talk endorsements. So to me, I know they're overpaying and they're paying $700 million. To me, half of it is going to pay for itself on its own. Like Just bring him in. All the stuff around it is going to get paid for itself. So it is an overpay, but I'm okay with the overpay knowing what you're getting. Um, and yeah, he's 29, 10 years from now. The pitching is definitely going to fall off eventually. You don't even know if it's going to be where it was pre-Tommy John's second yeah. time. But he is just a DH. So I'm not as worried about his legs or something falling off because he's just DHing. That's what he does anyway. So, I mean, $70 million a year, 35 for a hitter, 35 for a pitcher. I mean, he's a $35 million hitter at the moment. You know, he's one of the best hitters in the game. So I agree it's an overpayment, but man. You're, you're, paying, you're paying for a DH. I mean, look at uh, what Stanton has done to the Yankees in that mm-hmm. pet contract. I mean, it turned out to be okay because the contract's not that much, but he's become not even a DH hitter. He's He's been a, it's, yeah. he's a hole in that lineup. And whether an Otani, I mean, he can hit the ball now. He may be hitting the next five years. It might be just fine. How about in? Uh, I mean, when he gets to thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, I mean, he's just going to be a—it's going to be a black hole in that 
lineup, maybe. You never, I mean, I don't think he had the Ichiro type hitting where Ichiro just kept hitting in his 40s because, but I just don't think Otani has that. He's got the power. I think he'll see the power for the next five or six years, but it's that last part will be, I just don't know those last few years if he's worth that, worth that to do that. I agree. And so that'll, that'll lead us into the contract portion of his deal. Um, He's only getting paid $2 million a season. So at the end of the day, Roy, if he goes out there and can't hit, you're paying him $2 million. Who really gives gives a care? You know what I mean? Um, and so I, I actually looked up prior to this episode, this contract situation, because Bryce said some stuff earlier to me about it. When you do a deferred contract, Bryce, he won't get the the lump sum of it, the 680 because he's getting $20 million total, till after he gets out of the contract. If his home residence is not in the state of California, so if he just buys a house somewhere, and he makes that his home residence, he will not pay state income tax on any of it, other than the, yeah. the 20 million he was getting paid in season. So he'll get six, eight, like I'll just use Tennessee as an example, buys a house in Nashville and that's where he lives. He will zero not get, income he tax, will get yeah. zero income tax. So that'd be nuts. Uh, I mean, his the, family's set for life. Yeah. I mean, he's he's probably the best baseball player we've ever seen in yeah. our in our days right now, with but with both. Um I like it from a marketing perspective. I know that I know how baseball works. I know how marketing works as a marketing major. It's going to pay for himself. For, I'm not saying the whole contract, um, but I I don't hate the move. I really don't. I mean, you're going to overpay for a free agent anyway, yeah. usually. But I'm just glad it's not the Yankees doing. It. I mean, I mean, as a Yankee fan, yeah. I'm just glad they didn't do it. And that, I mean, that's 700 million is just a lot. I mean, what you've done is jack the prices up for every all-star coming up, young player coming yeah. up. So, I mean, Juan Soto uh, next year, I think it's just going to hurt. Wait till you guys pay him $800 million I, I don't think that it's going mean, go to go over to everybody. Yeah, because they're not pitching and hitting. You know, you I basically mean, paid think, for two I players. Think, I don't think you're going you're not going to see another $700 million contract. I think you're going to see four or $500 million contracts for 10 yeah. years. You know, instead I agree. Of, yeah. Instead of no, like a third. I agree. You know, definitely. Like, you've, you've made that yeah. gap between Bryce Harper and uh, Otani, that just there's a huge gap. So now you're gonna put everybody yeah. in the middle of that, and it's just not gonna be. I mean, it's just it's gonna ruin. Yeah. Some, I mean, it's, some of these pro. I mean, smaller pro market teams can't compete. Um, no, but I they, agree. They, it's gonna hurt you. You're just gonna run into more a rod situations, uh, stance situations where you got players who are just past their prime at a young uh, yeah. when they're before the contracts up. I agree. So, um, I don't have anything else outside of that. Um, I think we'll roll into the next winner. So that was a free agent signing with Shohei. And we, I think everyone probably thought the Dodgers were going to get them. You know, they had the money they'd been saving, even though they're really not paying them anything anymore. But um, the next big one was the Juan Soto trade in New York. And we're really going to talk about this one. Juan Soto and Trent Grisham are packaged to New York. And New York send starting pitcher Michael King, starting pitcher Johnny Brito, starting pitcher Randy Vasquez, starting pitching prospect Drew Thorpe, and catcher Kyle Higashioka, and in a little separate of a deal with a lot less names going back to Boston, I'm going to throw in Alex Verdugo into the trade as well, just so we can talk about it. So the package that they gave up, Roy, you're a Yankee fan as well as me, so we know these players better than your average Joe. Do you think they gave up too much? Do you think it was good? Do you like the trade? Do you regret the trade in a way? Because he has one year left on his deal. I'll give you the floor. No, he we needed. I mean, the Yankees needed Soto. That was a big mm-hmm. key. Um, he he gives you everything you need: a out lefty, a lefty bat, and a left out left fielder. I mean, that's. Too, I mean, we went in the last season with the no, with not even our outfield set, and this mm-hmm. year you at least got you know you got your rights. And with Vergado, you've got uh you got you got your left, right, and center done now. Yeah. Um, I think I actually think there might be another. We'll talk about that here in a minute. There might be something else coming in the in the works. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the trade was good. I th- I'm I'm okay with the trade. Did we give up a lot? I'm I liked Michael King, but uh, mm-hmm. was he worth with worth keeping to get Soto? No. Um, I did like Thorpe. I think he was going to be a future uh, good Starter. pitcher for the Yankees. But yeah. Um, I you know you never know with young players. Uh, you're getting a proven player giving away young players exactly. they don't know. So I'm okay with it. I'm actually really thrilled right. about it. Bryce, as a non-Yankee fan, you can take it from a different perspective. As a fan, 
as a Cubs fan and just a baseball fan in general, do you think the Yankees overpaid? I know you don't know the prospects as well as me and Roy, but well, I don't think the Yankees overpaid at all. I think Michael King and like Roy said, Drew Thorpe. I watched a little bit of Drew Thorpe. He's gonna be a decent player. But Michael King was your only really proven player who was like a solid, great player in your lineup that I thought you guys got rid of. So I don't think you guys overpaid at all. He's going to love that short corner in Yankee Stadium. We're going to see him come close to breaking Aaron Judge's record on the same team as Aaron Judge, both hitting bombs to left field. Like, it's just that's how it's going to be all year. So hopefully you guys can sign him next year for a good price. But if not, uh, it's going to be bad if you guys don't re-sign him. Yeah, I – I've been wanting this deal for a long time. I really wanted him at the deadline two years ago when Washington traded him, but I think the price was just too much. To me, and I, I really dog the Yankees in a lot of their farm system moves. Um, I don't think they grow talent as well as a lot of organizations. Dodgers really are the big ones. But Michael King was your headliner going back. And Michael King came off one major arm surgery a year and a half ago maybe, and he's the headliner going and yes, he is a starter, and the Padres are going to use him as a starter. But the Yankees fans know him as a reliever. And to me, sending a reliever who maybe can start, and he's only got two years left to control as the headliner, and a couple of young pitchers. Drew Thorpe was, like I said, like you guys said, was going to be a good pitcher. But I'm not hurt to lose Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito. They're not going to be uh-uh. a number two, a number three starter in the Yankees organization ever. So you're trading yeah. four and fives. You can replace those guys. Yeah, they're young. They have control. Good trade for the Padres. I think they got a good deal out of it, out of the Yankees as well. Kyle Higashioka, the Yankees need to get rid of a catcher. They have enough catchers right now. And, I mean, you're trained for Juan Soto, and Juan Soto is a World Series champion. He's been in the big moments. He's not been scared of it. And the Yankees need a left-handed bat. And, by the way, he's 25 years old. Yeah, This isn't trading for someone who's in his you know mid to late 30s, and he's only got a few years. I mean, you could sign him to a 15-year deal, and he's going to take you to the same spot that Shohei's contract's going to take him to 40. This is a home run dump slam for the Yankees to trade for Juan Soto. Yeah, I mean, I'm the pumped. only other thing is MLB show players, it's going to be rough completing the Dodgers yeah. and the Yankee sets yeah. next year. It's going to cost uh, us an arm and a leg. And I'm not going to slide the Verdugo trade under the rug because I think it's a really good – the Yankees have never had that outfield that completes, you know, makes sense. You know, they've never had that really good left fielder with a good center field and right field. They just have never had it. From what I've read, Aaron Judge is going to be your everyday center fielder. Now, will he play there every single day? No, they're going to get him off his feet or MDH a little bit, boom to right. But he is going to be your everyday center fielder. The left fielder is going to be Alex Verdugo, and the right fielder is going to be Juan Soto. They don't Left field in Yankee Stadium is big, and they don't want Juan Soto out there covering all that ground. Right field's much shorter with the short porch. Um, I think this really takes Stanton out of playing the field, unless, you know, he – he needs someone needs a day. You know they're gonna flip flop, but I think Stanton's days in the field are really coming to an end, and I don't think he makes it through his contract with the Yankees. But that's a different story. Yeah, I think his, he's coming to an end to his career. Yeah, with the Yankees. Um, Trent Grissom to me, he's a Gold Glove center fielder. I think it's a good throw-in piece. He's probably not going to start, but you know, Yankees up five six runs. He can come in as defensive replacement middle late in the game. I think it's a good uh, outfield, and he's a lefty. He's going to strike out a lot. He's not going to get on base a lot, but he'll hit a few into that short porch and he'll play excellent defense. I like the the bench piece. Um, I don't have a lot else other than it's a home run pick for the Yankees. The Yankees, it was. I think the reason that Juan Soto did end up a Yankee, it was a perfect match for both teams. The Yankees had the pitching depth in the minors that they were willing to get up, give up. Padres need the pitching. Padres are going broke right now, so they're in a little bit of a financial situation. They weren't going to keep Juan Soto after this year. So I think it was a good time to deal him. But I think it's just a home run. And to me, you have now create the best one-two punch in batting yeah, yeah, in baseball with Aaron Judge and Juan Soto. And I'll tell you what, the my favorite thing about this whole deal is I know that Juan Soto loves the big moment. And there's no bigger stage than putting on them pinstripes in New York City. And let me tell you what. Today. Yeah, in his press conference, I agree. And there is no bigger stage than New York for baseball. And when he hits those bright lights and those fans are cheering for him, I know he only has one year left. There is no doubt in my mind that he's going to love it there. And the Yankees are not going to be afraid to spend the money next year to keep him. So I, I even if there's no extension done, which I don't think there will be, I am not worried that he's going to walk. I think Juan Soto is going to be Yankee for a very long time. 
I couldn't be happier. I agree. I agree. I think that's going to do it for that trade. Um, today, breaking news, Jung Ho Lee, um, Japanese outfielder, signs with the San Francisco Giants. I think it's a six-year deal for $110 million. I think I right. could be a, off just a little. No, it's five. Was it five? It might be five, five or six, yeah. but I know there's an opt-out after four. So I don't know what the opt-out clauses are, but there is an opt-out in there after four in some regard. He was linked to the Yankees for a while. I mean, the Yankees need an outfielder prior to Soto and Verdugo. So I do know a little bit about him. These Japanese players are harder to get film on than, you know, prospects or free agents. Um, Roy, I'll, I'll let you kick it off a little bit. Um, do you think there's a good signing for the Giants? You know, they've missed on these big free agents the last few years, and it finally feels like maybe they got someone. I think the Giants needed to get somebody, and uh, I think this fits I fit, This fits what the, the Giants do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't know much about him, um, but I you see everything I've read. He's a good defender and he can hit the ball contact here. Yeah. So and that's that fits what the Giants have always done. Other than having Barry Bonds who hits home runs, they've been pretty much a contact hitting gap yeah. guy yeah. team that scores a bunch of runs, small time baseball. And uh, I think this fits right for him. I think it's a perfect signing for them. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Roy. I mean, I don't know a ton about him besides playing with him on the show. I mean, yeah. that's where I learned learned about him, but. I, I mean, it's a good fit for the Giants, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Giants, I think they were just ready to spend some money. You know, they've had all these contracts come off the books. The Their World Series teams have retired and moved on. Yeah. I just think they were ready, and they've missed on the big free agent signings. Judge last year, Correa they had, and then, you know, the injury report comes out. Um, I think they missed on Shohei. I think they were in. I've heard they had the same offer as the Dodgers. Just didn't get chosen. Um I think, yeah, I think there's a good signing because you never know when you get a Japanese player. He could really turn out to be a very good player and might attract, you know, more people to want to come to San Francisco, maybe if they take a leap. So I like the signing. Yeah. Um, and especially, like you said, good defender. That's a big outfield out there in San Francisco. So, yeah, I think it's a good fit. I think that's going to do it for all the signings. Um, there have been other signings, but they're not as, you know, headliners as some of the others. We're going to go into some predictions because whenever the big fish come off the market, Shohei Otani, Juan Soto, some of the smaller fish but big names, they're going to start flying off the board very quickly. And I would almost guarantee that two of these players are probably signed by the time we record our next episode. Yeah. Um, yes. We'll start with the first one, Yamamoto. I mean, he's meeting with all these teams. There's, I mean, there's a dozen teams after this guy. I mean, I said this at – a few weeks ago, I think he was just waiting to see where Otani goes. Mm -hmm. And I think now that the Dodgers signed that they're only paying him $2 million a year, they're freeing up space to get Yamamoto with them. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. Imagine Shohei comes back and you have Shohei and Yamamoto now in your pitching lineup. That's unstoppable. I mean, yeah. this guy won the equivalent of the Cy Young and the Japanese like six times in a row, right. and they don't give it to both sides. They only give it to one. Mm -hmm. This guy is a generational pitcher who's going to be dominant no matter where he goes. It's, I mean, so your prediction is the Dodgers. I still think he'll go to the Dodgers. All right. Roy, what do you think? Where do you think Yamamoto ends up? I think he ends up a Yankee. I think he, uh, I think the Yankees made a great pitch. Um, and it seems like we're on, the Yankees are on a, uh, a mission. I didn't think they were coming into this offseason. Getting Soto, I think the, I think they realize you got Garrett Cole and you got, uh, Aaron Judge and you cannot waste them anymore. Go get yeah. Soto, and they'll get this guy. And I, th I really think they've made a made a good good pitch to him to come. And I think he'll, I think he'll by by the end of this because I think it's this weekend. He said he wants to make a decision, and yeah, so I it, think he'll, I think he'll pick the Yankees. I yeah, I think I agree with Bryce. He was waiting for Otani to go, you know, make his decision. I to me, I think it comes down to three teams. I think it comes down to the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets. I think the Mets are a long shot. The only reason I think it would be the Mets is if Steve Conan just whips out a book paycheck and just blows the market out for him. But I don't really understand why they would do that because, to me, the Mets are not close. But yeah, when you have Steve like Conan as an owner, you can buy a lot and be closer. So yep. I won't rule the Mets out. I think he would it's only go to the year. Mets for the money. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the Mets are the long shot, but with Steve Cohen – Writing the checks, I won't count them out. I do think it's between the Yankees and the Dodgers. I don't think the Dodgers 
money situation, even if they signed Shohei to $70 million and paid him $70 million, I still think they would have spent the money if they wanted him bad enough. The Yankees and the Dodgers do not care about their money. You know, if they want someone, they're going to try to go get them. Yeah. But I am going to agree with you, Roy. I do think he is a Yankee. And it's I agree. It's only because I think they're on that mission to get the guy. The Yankees are not going to get outbid. The Dodgers, they might not be outbid as well. It might be the same offer. So it really, to me, depends on where he wants to go. Will he want to follow Shohei and be there? Or will he want to go to New York and be there? So I, this one's a harder one for me to predict because I think it really just comes down to where he wants to go versus other outliers. But I do think he is going to be a Yankee. I think they've, I think the Yankees have had him on their minds for maybe a year or two. Cashman was in Japan to watch him pitch during his season in the middle of the Yankee season. So, you know, this isn't just something yeah. that's they're like, oh, we're going for it. Let's go get him. They've had their eye on this guy for a long time. They pitched their pitch yesterday. I'm sure it went well. You know, I'm sure he enjoyed it. Um, but I am going to predict the Yankees. But if he goes to the Dodgers with Shohei, I would not be surprised. So, yeah. Um, the next person on our list is Cody Bellinger. And with Soto off the market and with Lee off the market, two lefty outfielders, it looks prime for Cody Bellinger to be the next person off the board. Bryce, we, I do this every time with you because you were a Cubs fan and you watched him play all year. Where do you think Cody Bellinger lands? Man, I think he, I think he's testing the free agency water, but I think he's coming back to the Cubs at this point. I don't think he's getting the offers that he wants to get, and nobody trusts him to stay the player that he was this mm -hmm. year compared to what he was the past few years. And I think that the Cubs want him back. Yeah. They just weren't willing to offer him what he wanted, so he went and tested. I think he comes back to the Cubs soon. All right. Yeah, the reports that I read were the Yankees were really never in on Cody Bellinger. They were too afraid of his metrics, of his hard hit rate from the past couple seasons. And I, I agree. I think that's going to be why people are afraid because they've seen him struggle for two years in L.A. with the big lights. Um, I I'm, I'm feel fairly, fairly confident I know where he's going to go now. With the Juan Soto trade done, the Yankees are out. And I think Toronto wanted him, and I think Cody Bellinger is going to be a Toronto Blue Jay next season. And I think he's going to sign for about five, six years, 120, 150 in that range. But I think he's a Toronto Blue Jay. I disagree with both of you. I actually think he will be a Yankee. I think he wants wow. to be a Yankee, and I don't think he wants – I think he I think he thought there was a market – I agree with Bryce. I think he thought there was a market for him, and there's not. Um, I think – He's gonna get a. He, he's gonna end up being with a two, one, two, three year deal, and I think with his background at first base and being an outfielder, I really think the Yankees are gonna try, are gonna make. I think they're gonna make a couple more moves. I think Torres is gone. I think a couple other guys are gonna be gone, and I don't trust Rizzo is gonna be able to hit the ball on a regular basis. So um, I really think that he wants to be a Yankee because I think that's where he's wanted to go the entire time. And all these trades and everything's happened. I think he, I think he becomes a Yankee. Roy, I'm fascinated to hear that. I got to ask you a couple questions. So, you, with everything that's gone through, Yankees getting Verdugo, Grissom, and Soto added in. Where do you put them? Like, what what would be the what would be the move? I, what would be the you move for? But I like, still what, think what what would be the outfield? I'll just just as well, a I mean, I, I'm curious. We're not the Yankees have not been. They've been known to have five outfielders. I mean, they've. I, I still yeah. think they would keep five outfielders. I think he'd play. He would play first base. I think he. They would try to get him mm. to play first base more, and DH. I. That's why I keep thinking, they keep mm. bringing up Stanton. Might not. I mean, Stanton's this. Stanton that, and he's hurt. I just think, they're gonna rotate. They because Yankees are always rotate players. Always yeah. done that for. I mean, for last since Boone's been there, he likes to rotate players in and out. And I really think he'll play. He'll be like he plays center field. Him and Trent. And then, I mean, I mean, how many year, times last year did we have three different outfielders? I mean, you yeah. rotate them in and out. They have all, and you keep them fresh. I that's. I think he's been wanting to be a Yankee somehow. And um, I read yesterday that he like he's been working on his first base again because he hadn't been playing it much, and that he's. And I think that's. I think he's trying to show that he can play multiple positions, and he's going to be. And that's where he's. And I think that's where he's going to be. I mean, I won't rule the Yankees out on anything. I'll tell you what, I'd be completely blown away and shocked if he was a Yankee uh, after the Soto. And if they hadn't gotten Verdugo, I could even maybe see it. But with the Verdugo trade, I would be very shocked to see Cody Bellinger. But hey, it's free agency—you never know. He might just say, "Hey, I don't care how much you pay me; I want to be here." So 
I'll never rule anything I mean, out. I, just think, I mean, he could play center field. I mean, yeah. when Judge is DHing, and then you know, get an off day and be at, be at first base or be DHing. I mean, there's just so many things. I I there's I think they may trade one maybe uh, Trent, you know, or somebody at the end. Uh, I just yeah. think he's. I I don't think he wants to go to Blue Jays. That's that's the big key. key. Okay. Um, I think he wanted to go back to the Cubs. The Cubs aren't going to offer him anything what he wants, mm-hmm. anything close. And I think the Cubs really just want him back for about a year or two, which is probably what he's going to end up getting. But yeah. I think he just. I think he he's he's been dying. I think his what I read was his fiance loves New York, so and he might end up being on bet. I mean, you never know. Yeah. All right, so that means we got the Yankees for Roy, the Cubs for Bryce, and the Blue Jays for me. Let's roll it into a former Yankee, Jordan Montgomery. You know, these big fish are starting to fall off. I'd say once Yamamoto goes, you probably see Montgomery very quickly behind him. Um, Bryce, I you probably don't know Jordan Montgomery as well as me and Roy do, but he fits anywhere that, you know, he's coming off a World Series win. Where do you got him? I have no idea where Jordan Montgomery could possibly go. <laughs> I mean, Giants are still a buyer. I think yeah. uh, Toronto still needs is still wanting to spend big money. I think after not landing Shohei, yeah. um, Mets are even still somebody who could spend big money. Yeah, it's any place like that, really. Yeah, Roy, you hear anything? I think he'll end up back in Texas. I think he likes Texas. I wish yeah. the Yankees would go back. Would it? Would I wish the Yankees would have never traded him? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he'd come back, but I I think he ends up in uh, Texas. Okay. I I read that the Texas is not as interested as I thought. Like originally, I still don't think he. I just have a hard time believing he's going to leave Texas. But from what I've read, there it's just not working. I don't know if it's contract related. I don't know if he's out asking yeah. for too much. I am going to go on a limb and say that he's a Philadelphia Philly next year. I think that they. They have Nola and uh, what's his face? Wheeler. Wheeler, yeah, Wheeler. They don't really have anything behind them, and the I think the I think the Phillies feel like they've they're stuck. They they're that team that barely gets in the playoffs and they get hot, but then that's it. And if you really added that third starter, and Philly has money, you know they're not they're not afraid to spend the money. So I'm gonna go with Philly, and then if Mon- Monty goes, I mean this guy could go right after Monte or go before him. He's coming off the Cy Young. Blake Snell, another lefty pitcher. Once one pitcher goes, they're gonna start going. Pitchers always go before the hitters in free agency. Yeah. Um, Roy, Blake Snell, what do you think? He's a giant. I think he'll end up being a giant. Mm. I think they they like that kind of pitching. Again, I wish the Yankees would sign him too. Great ERA, always been a good pitcher, um, but I think he's a San Francisco giant. Yeah, I agree. I think either the Giants or the Phillies probably. I think he's another guy that the Phillies want to kind of lead them through the playoffs and not just get hot and kind of fizzle out. Mm-hmm. And coming off of Cy Young, it's a good person to have to do that. So I'm going to have a little bit of a hot take here, and it's really not a hot take. I just really don't want it to happen. I think he's going to be an Atlanta Brave. I think he's going to sign a shorter deal. And he's, I mean, the Braves aren't spending any money on anybody, but – they have Ronald Acuna for $5 million, I think. I mean, it's ridiculous, all those deals that they have with those young guys. I think they could offer him a three- or four-year deal and just boost the money. And I I mean, Blake Snell's in his 30s. You know, he's not going to get eight, ten years. He has two Cy Youngs. So I think he's going to be a Brave. So for Blake Snell, we got the Braves. We've got the Phillies. Phillies you went, and then you went um, Giants. Giants. So – well, that's going to do it for our predictions. Um, we don't know if all these players will sign within the next week. We just I tried to pick four of the names that I thought would go because once one pitcher goes, I think Yamamoto is going to hold this market up. Once Yamamoto goes, it's going to be a flurry of pitchers real quick. So we'll see. Um, I think that's all we got for baseball. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about, trade-related, signing-related? I don't think so. No, just glad the Yankees finally did something. Yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting I wish Roy it. wouldn't have said that, but I just had one more thing. Uh, I can't believe me and Bryce are going to go to Wrigley this year. And it hit me that I get to watch Juan Soto and Aaron Judge be in the same lineup. I guess we'll just get into my advice. And my advice is to all Major League Baseball teams, 
Do not be afraid to trade the prospects. I know the Yankees did this in the Juan Soto trade, but you don't know what you're getting with a prospect. Don't be don't prospect hug for a proven star talent. It's one thing the Yankees have always been, and I've always appreciated. That's my advice. Yeah, my facts for the week. Um, first fact I got: in 1950, India withdrew from their first and only soccer World Cup because it was FIFA banned playing barefoot. <laughs> so they were not playing unless they were allowed to play barefoot. Uh, the second thing is, if you believe we went, golf is the first and only sport played on the moon. To oh. me, I don't think we went to the moon. Are you fucking but... nuts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, look into it. It, it. There's too much evidence showing we didn't go to the moon. So it's not the only sport. or It hasn't ever been played, but I mean, if you think we went, it has. And then the last thing is the official sport of Australia is sheep counting. Wow. <laughs> I'm never going off wow. straight. Yeah. Nice. That's got to suck. Yeah, I would imagine that sucks. All right, Roy, what is this damn wisdom you got for us this week? All right. Mine is this one about dreaming. So you guys that dream, just want to give you advice. If you're dreaming and you find a toilet in your dream, just don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I so, pissed the bed for doing that. I can't that. say that I've yeah, ever I'm seen a toilet in my dream. I don't know if I've ever seen. I don't dream very often, but I don't. I, mean, I can't say I've ever. Pee? I was like 14. I pissed the bed. I don't think I'm dreaming I've, about peeing. I never had a. Say it was 14, Bryce. It's probably like last month you just did that. So yeah. Don't lie. Yeah, you told me the other day. No, I didn't. Oh. I did not piss myself. Uh, All right. I think that's going to do it for the triple alphas here for this episode. Yep. Um. Hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, show it to your friends. You know, maybe they're a baseball fan. They might like our baseball takes. If they're a football fan, maybe show them the football portion of it. They might like that. Um, put in the comment section if there's anything you want us to talk about for the next one. Yep. That's yep. all we got. Make fun of Bryce Peace. as much as you want. Yep. Peace. <laughs>